All right, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Brad Shaker. I'm the CEO and co-founder of CB2 Insights. It's just a few slides to go through. As I go through this, CB2 Insights is still a private company. We anticipate to be listed on the CSC on Feb 14th. Um, and for any information on that, we're happy to answer anything. We do have a booth at the front of the conference. So before I get into the talk, I want to usually start with this slide, only because I think it's important to bring to light some of the fundamental changes that are taking place in our industry. In December 2018, just a, few just a couple of months ago, the US FDA released a framework for what they called as the use of real-world evidence. Now, you can think of real-world evidence like this. In cannabis, for years, patients have reported on how cannabis is helping them, which means I go onto a website, I use an app, I tell a friend, and all this information for years has started to being built up, and all this information over time has guided most of the understanding we know today about cannabis. On the other side of it, a drug never gets really introduced into the market until it's able to prove efficacy and has gone through all the standard phase one to phase four clinical trials. Real world evidence, as defined by the FDA, is effectively data that's gathered in everything that happens outside a traditional clinical trial. And for years, the FDA has used real world evidence to help them essentially understand safety and efficacy of drugs once they have been put into market. However, they've understood that with the cost of clinical trials, the time of clinical trials, real world evidence could actually be used to help speed up time to market, speed up greater indicators of medications, and more importantly, speed up the understanding of how drugs can have a greater impact on the population. Here are some of the names of some of the large pharma companies that we know today that are looking at incorporating real world evidence into their day-to-day -day practices. It's not just us, it's not just cannabis, it's starting to make an entire industry shift across a much larger vertical. A Deloitte study identified real-world evidence as one of the greatest aggregators coming from what we know as clinical data, which is electronic health record data. So you go to your physician and for years they treat you. They know exactly who you are, what your family history is, what your medication history is, what drugs you've taken, how it's helped you, and in fact, has proved more from, a, from an efficacy perspective has proved better than what clinical trials can do for a much smaller subset of patients. Accessing this information is effectively what the framework in 2018 by the FDA has now made available, which means that all this information that's imprisoned within a doctor's office suddenly can be put a dollar value to and is now being highly sought after by big pharma. Here's an example. In April 2018, Roche Pharmaceuticals bought a company called Flatiron Health. And Flatiron Health is essentially a company in the oncology sector that has both a technology and a services arm. So with a network of 265 cancer community centers, Flatiron assessed more than 2 million active patients a year. And their systems were collecting every interaction between that patient and their physicians, including outcomes. Thanks to real-world evidence, Roche placed a price tag of $1,000 per patient on Flatiron Health and effectively acquired them for a total value of $2 billion. The value of real-world evidence is high because access to that information is very difficult to attain. I can scrape a website and receive anecdotal information. I can spend hundreds of millions of dollars on clinical trials, but I cannot walk into a doctor's office and say, give me your anonymized data. CB2 Insights is building the Flatiron of the cannabis industry. And we're doing it in a very unique way. 
building data in an industry where we don't know where data is worth, fine, let's park this over here for a second. Let's talk about what value can be today. CB2 Insights operates the largest network of medical centers in the US today dedicated to cannabinoid therapy. We have 28 centers in the US. We evaluate 65,000 active unique patients a year. We've seen more than 250,000 patients since 2013. This allows us to do a few things. Number one, it allows us to build a business model that's translatable and is real. 2018, we closed our books on approximately $11 million in revenue. And 2019, we forecast $21 million in growth. And I'll explain that in just a minute. We also have a unique technology platform that we developed. And I'll go through the core pillars of that. This technology allows us to translate the data, understand the data, and effectively build a vast asset of information that we know has now been priced at a ceiling of $1,000 per patient by Big Pharma. So our pillars operate in three ways. Effectively, foundation one, we have clinics. If you're gonna trust in medical data, you have to believe in the veracity of data. By having our own clinics, we have our own physician staffed offices, we have our own nurses, our own frontline team, and we have our own way of ensuring that every point of data coming into our asset is 100% reliable and from a data hygiene perspective is very clean. Two, we have technology that's proprietary. Most technology that's in the electronic health record space is unstructured, free text. All of our data is based on database management. We study literature from clinical trials around the world and we ensure that every patient walking through one of our offices is effectively going through a clinical trial and making sure that all the data being collected is in the same fashion. And at CB2 Insights, what we're starting to do now is to invest in data analytics to take that information and help stakeholders better understand how to integrate cannabis. So rather than just saying, here's a data asset that's gonna be worth a lot of money, we're saying, we're gonna put that data to work and we're gonna monetize on that data while we continue to build more and more value. So what can investors see today? A simple business model, we're a clinic consolidator. We earn approximately $200 per patient per year. We see approximately 65,000 patients a year. Organically, that number will continue to grow. We also have a growth methodology through acquisition that I'll talk about in the next slide. All of our centers are dedicated to producing education, clinically staffed intervention, and support for patients, and more importantly, act as aggregators of patients to continue to grow the data pool. As we continue to grow, what will investors continue to see? A heavy growth curve typically driven through consolidation. Now you all understand the simple model. We buy at X, we value at Y, but what's more important in the consolidation is that we bring a lot of scalability to this business. We typically buy assets at less than one times revenue. We can immediately churn out better profits because of our experience in running medical centers. Historically, both my co-founder and I have run medical practices and consulted for groups like the Ontario Medical Association, BC Medical Association, we know how to run clinics well. And at the end of the day, you see an increased valuation just purely based on the core fundamentals of the business today. It's a proven M&A model. We acquired one of the largest groups in the US in 2017. Since acquisition through 2018, we've increased their revenue, substantially increased their earnings, decreased their churn rate, and have proven that our technologies and methodologies have a way to translate this business into a much more profitable center today. As we grow into 2019 and see a growth of 21 million in revenue, typically driven through organic and M&A consolidation, one of the other things that we'll also see is an increase in earnings through economies of scale. Although this slide will depict a slightly lower EBITDA, 
through operations, we expect to earn close to about $5 million in EBITDA, about 20 to 25% margins, which is what we're seeing today. As a business, rather than siphoning off the profits, we invest the profits back in growth. And these investments are in the areas of data analytics and product teams to be able to build future tools for commercialization of that data. So as we look towards the future years, investors get the blue sky potential, the free option of data monetization, while ensuring that their investment grows purely based on the core builders of the business today that's been proven with a management team that knows how to execute. I'm almost out of time here, but I'm just going to finish up here real quick. Another thing to mention as well is we typically will target close to six to 10 acquisitions a year, which will allow us to have this growth curve. We've already got deals in the pipeline, and we've already got two to three deals that we'll look to close right on trading day, ensuring that investors get to see that out of a growth that we have potential for 2019, with the price that we're going at on a public raise, we'll ensure that that price is already significantly discounted to the true value of the company based on the acquisitions that are coming in the door. Um, just coming out of time here. So what I'd like to do is to end the conversation and basically say happy to take any questions. Uh, some of our team will be outside here, but we're at the booth at the front of the hall um, and would love to entertain any questions. Thank you.